This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with a young gun of Australian motorsport, Aaron Seaton. I hope you'll stay with us. Aaron Seaton joins us on the line here on Inside Motorsport. And Aaron, your season got off to a flying start, but unfortunately it's uh, been a bit stop-start ever since. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky this year. Um, I was given the opportunity to drive in both Trans Am and in Super 2. Uh, I've been able to, to gain a lot of experience in two uh, different and challenging types of cars. But um, So the season started well and we got quite a few races under our belt. But um, yeah, unfortunately over... Winter, it's been a bit harder to get some race meetings in, but um, hopefully towards the end of the year we can uh, finish off both calendars. You're the national champion in the Trans Am Series. What do you particularly enjoy about these cars to drive? Uh, I really enjoy how challenging they are to drive. Obviously, they're on a a rag tyre, which is sort of quite old technology, and they have a big bulgy sidewall, which which makes the cars move around a lot. So you've really got to look after the, the cars over a stint and... Um, yeah, I enjoy the, the challenge of um, yeah, just just trying to, uh, I guess, make them, them last over a stint and um, get the, the most pace out of it. And you've also linked up with uh, Matthew Stone Racing, Matt Stone Racing up there in Queensland and running in the Super 2 Series. So whilst we talk about V8 cars, they're chalk and cheese, really, once you get into the driver's seat. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're very different styles to drive. Obviously, the, the supercar's very direct and um, you've got to be quite smooth with your, your inputs and, and uh, yeah, really, really try and get that last little bit out of it. Whereas the, the Trans Am, you can sort of make it flow a bit more and um, you're looking after, uh, you've got more looking after a tyre in mind than in the supercar. So it's quite a different style to drive, um, which has been quite a challenge for me to get used to this year. And, um, yeah, just, just looking on um, developing my driving, which, is, which has been good so far, and uh, making the, the car suit us a little bit more too. You started off in carts before going to production cars and Toyota 86s. How have you enjoyed each step and each progression in your learning curve? Yeah, I've been fortunate that I've been able to drive quite a few different categories in Australian motorsport, and um, and uh, as you can see, sort of from from Shane Van Gisbergen, um, when you get the opportunity to drive as as uh, many different cars as you can, you can adapt more quickly to, to different types of cars. So I've really enjoyed the the uh, opportunity to to drive a, a range of cars, and it's definitely helped me as the driver. Um, which Dad always says that the speedway has been one of the the biggest help. For me, just learning the learning how to adapt to such a changing track over over the night, and um, so it's, it's been um, uh, quite an uh, amazing journey so far, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it takes me. Mm. And 23 years old, so there's more racing ahead of you than behind you. Yeah, yeah, still still young, so um, yeah, just um, enjoying it, um, enjoying it as much as I can, and yeah, see where it goes. What was your earliest memory of motor racing? Um, someone actually asked me this about six months ago and I couldn't really give them an answer because over the years I've heard sort of a lot of stories of when I was little. It's actually hard to know if I remember actually being there or just remember being told about it. Mm. Or seeing um, a photo of it, I guess, too. Or seeing a photo <laughs> of it. So I guess the 
the number one that probably jumped out at me was I was three years old when I first went from a, a ride in a supercar at Calder with Dad. So that's, yeah, that's probably the, the biggest one that uh, I think is my earliest memory. Mm. And you can, well, you can remember in your mind's eye, you can picture being strapped in? Yeah, they had to tape my helmet to the seat because my neck wasn't quite strong enough yet. <laughs> a lot of people nowadays are used to seeing second and, in your case, third generation racing drivers. When you think about particularly karting, because there are a lot of fathers in karting that perhaps are vicariously living their life through their son or daughter, could you see a big difference in the way your father approached your racing to the way you saw other parents? Or can you look back now and see the difference? Um, to be honest, I've always sort of focused on my racing, so I've never taken much notice what how other fathers have been with their with their kids. Um, so it's sort of a it's a complicated question because you sort of got to go through it to really know what it's like. But I, in my situation, I'm very fortunate to obviously have Dad and Pop both have done what they did and have the experience that I can draw from that and and learn so much from them. Um, it's just invaluable in um yeah it's just so hard to come across and um has definitely helped me a lot as a driver where are you living at the moment are you working up with matt stone racing up on the gold coast yeah so i i work there five days a week on my on the supercar what does that allow you to do when you're working on the cars all the time and then getting the chance to race them as well uh it's, it just gives me a, a more of a, a technical understanding on the car um, I started working on the cars back in 2017, so I've been fortunate to to get quite a bit of experience on the cars and um, and and learn as much as I can. And and definitely over the, over the years, I've noticed that it's helped me as a driver. Um, just making changes throughout the session and trying to, I guess, identify what different um, changes do what. So it's been yeah quite interesting over the years learning that sort of stuff. And and yeah, it's definitely definitely a big help. The technologies that you've had to also learn because you've worked on your cars right through. How do you enjoy, are you a motor, motor mechanic by trade or by vocation? No, I actually just um, went and did a couple of weeks of work experience at a race team and um, after the, the two weeks I got a job there. So I'm actually not qualified in, the, in a trade at all. So just, um, yeah, just learnt by experience and, um, yeah, went from there. <laughs> what do you like about working on the cars and doing that manual labour? Uh, it's such a challenge working on them and just trying to, to make the car faster. It's It's so rewarding when you can... And make a change, and then physically go out on track and, and see the time gain. It's um, it's just very, yeah, very rewarding. And winning a national championship in the uh, TA twos, what was that achievement like? Uh, because they're certainly not easy to win. No, no, it was um, it was it was a very interesting year actually. A lot of ups and downs, but yeah, fortunately we were able to to come out on top and. Obviously, George Mendiki pushed us all the way, and it was it was good to have that experience there. and And he's been able to race a lot of different categories over the years. So to to push each other along and try and do the best we can, it was um yeah, it was a really cool feeling at the end of the year. Mm. And to then back up, start the Trans Am series this year with the number one on the car, was there any extra pressure that there's an expectation now that Aaron Seaton is always going to be at the front? No, it's it's. It's, I, just, I just try and go out on track and do the best I can, and um, I guess wherever we end up is where we end up. So it's yeah, it's, I wouldn't say that having the number one on the car is any extra pressure. 
Mm. Well, Sharon Rentals have been a great sponsor this year with you and you've got NTI backing up there on the bonnet as well of your Super 2 car. Now, looking at the season to come, what can you or what are you hoping to get out of your Super 2 season and then at Sandown in your next race in the TA2? Yeah, I'm very fortunate, obviously, with, with all the partners that have... Um, I've jumped on board throughout my career. I, we couldn't have done it with it uh, without them. And um, firstly, uh, Leo Tobin, uh, Matt Stone, and Jason Gomez all were a massive help in, in getting the Super Two program together for this year. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be able to drive a, a, a current model supercar. It's yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool feeling and, and cool to develop as much as I can in that category. Um, I guess for for the rest of the year. We're just trying to, to go out there and, and make step forward, make steps forward each time we go out and, um, yeah, see where we end up at the, the end of the year. And you've progressively picked up good sponsorship on the TA2 across the season as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Turtle Wax jumping on board is a, is a massive achievement too. Um, and, yeah, just, just looking forward to representing them and sharing rentals the best I can. Yeah, and you just got to remember which sponsor to say at which time. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nice problem to have in motor racing. Aaron, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport, and we wish you all the very best as, well, you're currently in lockdown, but hopefully coming out of that soon. Yeah, thank you very much. My thanks to Aaron Seaton joining us on Inside Motorsport. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.